This is Seven Sports. Good afternoon and welcome to Seven Sports Saturday Live. You joined us just as we were observing a minute silence for His Royal Highness Prince Philip, whose funeral takes place this afternoon when it meant that we've had a, an early kickoff. It's a very, very early for a game of football and there's a bit of excitement about it speaking to the players of both Tuffley Rovers and Lydney Town before the game it seems to be quite uh, a decent decent um, atmosphere and decent thought process behind the, the early kick-off some play- players don't mind it we had Rich Thomas on the show this morning who said that he uh, preferred the early kick-off and I think the, the consensus is that you know it could be something that I think some teams would encourage going into next season but as I said, the game today is Tuffley Rovers versus Lydney Town in the Hellenic League Challenge Cup, Group 1, Game Week 2. Both of these sides, unfortunately, were beaten in their opening game in midweek. We were here for Tuffley Rovers versus Bishop Cleve, where Cleve ran out 4-0 winners. And we then saw Long Levens beat Lydney by two goals to one. So be eager for both sides to get themselves on the winning trail in this one, my name's Ryan Butler, and I'm joined as ever by Kelsey Demaria, who's my right hand man, sat to my left hand side. Hello, and we're about to get underway here. Both sides out on the pitch, Tuffley in their claret and blue, Lydney in their more common um, white shirt, black stripes, compared to the, the all yellow kit. Oh, uh, sorry, all blue kit we saw them in on Wednesday. <coughs> we'll run through the teams in just a second as the sides kick off, and immediately Declan Morley then tries to get the ball forward towards Brad Keir. Head tennis and shoes. And uh, Lydney recycling the ball well on his left hand side. Ball's played across to the right hand side. Slight deflection on the ball. And it's uh, up into the air. Can Isaac Lawrence deal with it for Tuffy Rovers? No, he can't. There's a chance for the ball to be swung in by Palmer towards Brad Keir. Boot in from J- Jacob Geddes. And shots curled over the crossbar. So, opening chance there for Lydney in the opening seconds. We'll run through the lineups there as follows. Tuffley and Lydney have both made changes to their sides in midweek, as you'd expect. Um, Tuffley lineup as follows Adam Clark in goal, Miles Ferguson, Isaac Lawrence, Jacob Geddes, McCauley Herbert. Same back four as Tuesday night. Harry John, Warren Mann, Harry Morgan, and Lewis Bainbridge, and Luke Sol, Reedy McKinnon up front. So a bit of a dynamic front line for Tuffley this afternoon with Dom Kent, Finn Kent, and Joe Shutt on the bench. Lydney, they make changes in midfield as well as they. Try to bring forward on the left-hand side. We break away. Broken away from Brad Keir. Out of play for throwing. So the lamp as follows. Rich Thomas, Ash Palmer, Tristan Murphy, Sam Elliott and Morgan Pratt. Same back five that we saw at Long Levens. Jack Rutter, as we said on the show this morning, we expected to come into the side. He has uh, in the midfield with Geordie Sheen, uh, Matty Board and Ruben Fahaya. And then up front, Brad Keir and Declan Molly Lynn. Potentially, uh, looks like it's a 4-3-3 as it was on Wednesday for Lydney. Morley Lynn has started, particularly on this left-hand side. Um, and it looks like Lydney are going to have their first opportunity to have a long throw enough. They had the long throw against Long Levens and scored from it. They'll be looking to utilise it again today. As Palmer hurls it into the Tuffley box, flicked on by Brad Keir. Cries for a corner, corner given. Substitutes for Lydney, Finn Hamblett, Keenan Hamblett, uh, Liam Shepard, Ryan Dawson, 
and Jacob English. And uh, this time, we'll bring in Kelsey away to uh, my left. Kelsey, what have you made at start? Lydney looking to get on the front fairly. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what we saw them do against Long Levens on, uh, on Wednesday night. Um, you know, this is a Lydney side who have shown their intent uh, in previous games that we've seen them play uh, before the season was curtailed. And it looks like they've got a very similar setup. Uh, this afternoon, corner comes in from the far side. Towards Sam Elliott, over him. Stupid header comes in by Harry John. In fact, it was Jacob Geddes and Tuffley now looking to break out. Hooked forward by Warren Mann, who's now wearing a number seven shirt today after wearing number ten. Already on seen Tuesday night. Already seen uh, one corner successfully defended by Tuffley, which wasn't really wasn't wasn't necessarily the case. After they had to defend their first corner against Cleve on, on he's got to say, you know, Lydney have got easily four targets in that box. Five, if you include Jack mm. Rutter, you can, you know, get in amongst it. You know, you look at the the front two of Brad Keir and Morley Lynn, and the back two of Sam Elliott and uh, Morgan Pratt. All four of them will fancy it as yeah, uh, Michael Palmer, Palmer away to our left hand side with Steve Geddes enjoying the the game so far. Michael Palmer uses Daz, mate. That, that shirt is whiter <laughs> than white. Dazzling, dazzlingly white. We'll have to um, get get his thoughts on that on his uh, washing up. <laughs> One thing <laughs> you told time. me because you were here on the uh, Thursday night for the under 18s game. He you uh, said he was a bit off because he had had his uh, vaccine and he was quite ill that night. But he seems to be okay now. Tristan Murphy tries to hook it ahead of Lewis Bainbridge. Bainbridge stood tall, plays it off Murphy. Gotta say I like Tristan Murphy's setup. Look at it, yes, right in front yeah. of us. Black boots, black socks, black tape. Looks like a proper footballer. Add to that, he's a, a decent left back as well. I'll throw it out there in the Long Levens group chat this morning. Uh, Joey Haswell asked if anyone had a spare headband. You know, <laughs> game's gone. Game, game's changed. <laughs> it's not the game I used to know. Casey, uh, <laughs> Casey wasn't happy. <laughs> he's not <laughs> happy at all. When is Casey Johnston ever happy? No, exactly. <laughs> Long ball forward in search of Luke Soul down the left hand side for Tuff. He's going to roll through to the cap wearing Rich Thomas. Delighted. Delighted with that, Rich Thomas, wearing a wearing a baseball cap, trailblazer, mate, trailblazer. Don't see many of those no, in the uh, Hellenic not. League nowadays. And it's uh, confirmed, of course, that this will be the last home game that Tuffy Rovers will play. Um, the ground is due to be dug up. It, they've had their dates moved all over the place. So it was supposed to be last week. Then it was going to be next month. Now it's next week. They started. Uh, spoke to Neil Spiller before the game, and he said that they started work on Friday. Um, over on the far side where the, the training pitch is as Tuffley bring it forward with Harry Morgan deflection on the ball forward off Geordie Sheen looks to have hit him right where you don't want to be hit and Murphy just holds off Bainbridge skips away into the centre of the park Morgan lays it to McKinnon to his left and McKinnon's got Warren Man outside him wide left back to Isaac Lawrence cuts back onto his right goes for a swinging ball in towards Bainbridge Murphy just leaning into his man but didn't lean into him enough and Bainbridge mm. nipped in good goalkeeping from Rich Thomas who bowls it out of play so Geordie Sheen can just catch his breath but as I was saying Kels <laughs> about the uh, pitch um, digging up process here yep. at um, Turfley Rovers yeah the, the training pitch to the far side they started doing uh, trenches around that Neil was telling me that the um, the water level's already dropped by two foot really? within 24 hours of it happening wow. and the company that are doing it have said that there is a chance, and it is it's likely, that once the pitch has all been dug up and the drainage shortage, that you're going to have a problem. It's going to be the reverse, is that they're going to have to just constantly keep watering the pitch because it's going to be so dry. Wow, okay. Um, which, you know, for Tuffy's perspective, 
is easier than drying the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that, that starts on Monday, so they've rearranged some games. They've rearranged games on their game on Tuesday, the Tuffy Rose development game in the uh, Chairman's Cup. That's going to be played at Slimbridge. Um, the home game against Long Levens, which was supposed to play on Tuesday night, will now be played on Wednesday night. That will be played at Long Levens, uh, ahead of the game against Long Levens, uh, where Long Levens at home on Saturday. So a long, double header for us in the week of Tuffley versus Long Levens at Long Levens for everyone to enjoy. So it's going to be great, and I can't wait to keep saying Long Levens versus Tuffley Rovers. <laughs> As Lydney bring it on on the far side, Ruben Fahir trying to win a corner, but to no avail. I was quite impressed with Vern for here when he came on on, on on Wednesday night, actually. He put himself about a bit, didn't he? Look, yeah. Try and get on the ball. You know, former uh, Newport County youth prospect. He's had a couple of loans. He was at Bristol Manor Farm. Interestingly enough, you know, I said to you this morning, Kels, this is a, kind of an off-air sort of thing, but I said to you this morning, my Twitter wasn't working. And when I went to tweet the show uh, was um, for this morning, it came up with a list of all my failed tweets that I'd never sent. One of them was uh, about 18 months ago where we were watching Bristol Manor Farm and Ruben Fahir came on. Really? Don't know why. <laughs> Don't know why I saw it. And I thought, well, that's, uh, that's crazy how it works. As Macaulay Herbert just rolls the ball back to Adam Clark. No Luke Merchant in goal for Tuffley today. But a reminder, you can get in contact throughout the broadcast at 7Sport on the Twitter, facebook.com forward slash 7Sport, info at 7Sport.co.uk on the email, and on Instagram, 7 underscore sports. Warren Man tries to get a ball in on the left-hand side. Good tackle from Palmer. I think it's a good play all round, actually. Yep. Good play by Man to, to, to roll past Palmer, keep the ball in play down the left-hand side, and a good recovery from Palmer to just reach in, put the foot in there, and get the challenge in. But, you know, toughly, decent chance from this corner. McCauley Herbert's up from the back. It's a poor corner from Warren Man. You can hear him sort of yelling at himself as he's played it. It's hooked all the way to Morley Lynn. Lawrence is there to hook it back forward. Up to Rudy McKinnon. McKinnon with a nice little flick to Lewis Bainbridge. Who's trying to get his head down and run at Sam Elliott on the right-hand side. Cross into the box. Luke Soul has just skipped underneath him. And Palmer, he's going to have to deal with it. Back to Rich Thomas who just hooks it away. But Luke Soul, you've got to say, good tracking. I think it may have been Morgan Pratt. It was who tracked with Luke Soul. But what a chance for Tuffley there. Yeah, huge chance. Absolutely huge chance for Luke Soul just to knock that one into back in there. Inside the six-yard box. Uh, it was a decent ball in as well from the from the right hand side, but yeah, like you say, good tracking from from Pratt to to get back there and just put him off more than anything. It just wasn't necessarily the cleanest of, of of challenges or blocks, but it just did enough to put a soul off and still no nil. Gotta say, good play from Lewis Bainbridge on the right. Saw that Sam Elliott's not Tristan Murphy and thought I'm going to attack him. Yeah, it's all in collected by Rich Thomas. Smart play from McKinnon as well to to recycle the play. I mean. Rudy McKinnon is a man who was was visibly sort of frustrated on 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 Thursday night in the in the two two draw with with, with Long Levens. Uh, just didn't didn't necessarily have the the greatest of showings as uh, you know his high standards are on Thursday, but you know he'll be eager to 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 make a a, a mark on this game. And he interesting to see again you know that he's dropped sort of further back, maybe just in behind the 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 front three now for toughly playing that traditional number 10 role so again just showing that that versatility that, that the young man has and here he is on the ball now I think it men's footwork could suit him I don't know why as Palmer goes for a diagonal towards Morley Lynn Ferguson just having to backtrack I think he's done you'd say well enough to get it out of play for a corner didn't really know where Morley Lynn was in comparison to, to himself didn't really have time to check his shoulders so just tried to get anything on it and send it out of play for a corner but obviously all eyes on the toughy back line from corners after what happened Tuesday night. Absolutely. They defended the first one well enough and 
the giants from Lydney will go up into to the boxes. We uh, say hello to Ken Blackburn, who came over, had a look at the team sheets, and looking suave as ever. But a corner taken by Geordie Sheen. It's curled, it's decent. Adam Clark, good fist on that. Had to come through a couple of players there to, to get it. It's clattered into Macaulay Herbert as well. I think his modelling agency will be too pleased if Macaulay Herbert ends up with a broken nose hey, or anything like as that. Long, as long as the money maker is in touch, <laughs> crack on. But Adam Clark showing good uh, confidence there to, to try and get something on it. And he's put it out of play for a throw-in, which is going to be hurled back into the box towards Kia. Flicked on, hits a toughly man. Warren man on the spin hooks it away up towards Bainbridge. And Tuffley looks to try and get to support him. He's got soul over, but he just didn't look up. Palmer plays it off him, he believes. Referee says no, and the linesman says no. That'll be a throw-in. It's been overruled, in fact, to Lydney. Rich Cox says a swear word, and the throw-in's cleared. A bit of a mess there <laughs> from uh, the officials. But a delightful ball from Harry Morgan in search of Warren Man. Just slightly too heavy and Palmer lent into Man, uh, meaning it was always going to go out of play for a throw-in. But, you know, one thing I noticed there, Kelsey, with the, the throw-in, if you looked at how many Claret and Blue shirts were in and around that six-yard box, it almost seems to be a zonal effect yeah. that Tuffy are looking to try and do. Maybe that was their downfall on Tuesday because, you know, the yeah. first and the fourth goal were, were definitely goals where the, the you know Mark Pritchett and Ash Caldwell just got run on it, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am, I am a, I must sort of, you know, confess, I, I do like a bit of zonal marking. You know, sometimes, sometimes man marking is a little bit, not necessarily overrated, but quite difficult when, when you're in a corner routine like that. You know, you've got to sort of anticipate where your men are going and, you know, where, where they're going to make the run. You know, zonal marking just occupy that zone, and if someone comes into it, then you, well, you don't batter them as you would in American football style zonal marking, but. Uh, you know, that's your zone and you do you deal with it and clear it. So it's interesting to see that Tuffley adopting that technique from the, the opening uh, sort of fifteen minutes or be, so. You'll be surprised to hear. I'm a, I'm a hybrid. I like the mix. I've I how I would do it is I would do key zones, have zonal, and then you know, you want to have the the two or three biggest threats, you know, man mark on them. But shows the different uh, thought processes of coaching nowadays, really, that you know, there are so many different options. As pretty much what you've described there is uh, some elite-level NFL defensive schemes. As Luke Sowell on the right corner of the box just didn't get his shot right, and it dribbled all the way through to Rich Thomas. But yeah, so traditionally, for me, Kelsey, I'd look at the post being the one zone. You want to have someone on the back post. I wouldn't necessarily have someone on the near post, but just someone marking that near post area to you know sweep away the bad corner. Have someone on the edge of the box, and then everyone else just picking up their man. And then going from there, a bit of mixture. That uh, sweeping up at the front post is normally normally my traditional role in seven aside. Sweep up the, uh, the the near post corner if it comes to me. Bainbridge on the right hand side for Turfley cuts back onto his left foot. And he's a chance to drive into the box. Lewis Bainbridge plays it across the face and Palmer coming from right back across towards the the left back post does well to get enough on it and sends it out for a corner. Hurls his shirt off straight away, Kelsey, because he's had enough of his Under Armour. Yeah, it's done. Been, I was a bit it's, too, amb- it's too sunny for that. A bit ambitious with the Under Armour out there. I've got to say, I was... Isaac Lawrence, I think, is the only one that's got Under Armour on still. Yeah, definitely. Was out, there, out there looking uh, for, for cars, as, as, you, as you know, out in the sun earlier. And yeah, a bit warm. A bit warm. Corner. Floated in by Warren Man Towards the back post. Header. McKinnon was going up for it. Looks like it was... Uh, Rutter coming in at the back. Harry Morgan to try and keep it alive. Goes for a diagonal in search of man. Good header on the cover by Tristan Murphy. 
uh, to play for a throw-in. And it's just a chance now for Tuffley just to build a bit of momentum, a bit of a intense pressure. Miles Ferguson take a throw-in. Yeah, you can see Tuffley starting to, to get into their groove a little bit now. As I say, that Lewis Bainbridge sort of aimlessly kicks out a play for a goal kick. Well, I mean, straight away, Kelsey, you, you, you would say that the key battle that we've... We, we always like to look at the key battles as the game goes on. And for me, Bainbridge versus Tristan Murphy is already the one that's you know probably at the top of the list. Key battle there. you know, At the moment, Murphy, you'd say probably just shading it. But Bainbridge has already shown a couple of flashes. That, you know, he's going to provide different, um, a different outlet for, for Tuffley. So Rich Thomas take a goal kick. Still nil-nil live on 7th Sport. Tuffley Rovers nil, Lydney nil. Our broadcast today, as ever, sponsored by Cornell and Company. Cornell and Company of Head UK for all of your mortgage, financial planning and consultancy needs. And also PAH Accounting for all of your accounting needs in Gloucestershire and Wiltshire. Miles Ferguson, just a heavy touch, but Declan Morley-Lynn comes in against him. Slightly jar of the knee of Miles Ferguson there. Referee's going to play on. Ball down the left-hand side for Lydney. Should roll out of play for a throw-in. It does. Ferguson just slow to get himself back onto his knees. Just asking for some treatment. I think, uh, looking at it, Kelsey, in front of us, they both just sort of went in. No studs showing in front. It just looked like a jarring of the, the knee of Miles Ferguson. Yeah, it's just one of the, one of those where both players fully committed to to go in the challenge, and they've kind of sort of open the joint, kick, up, it? kick it the ball at the same time. Up, sure, I think it'll be fine. Miles Ferguson is a, a tough lad. I think he'll Man, just he's been sort very run it off. injuries as well, but it would just be one little just open the joint up on a drier um, pitch a little bit. Yeah, I mean straight away now, if I'm Rich Keir on the far side, I'm saying focus down the left hand side. Focus down Tuffley's right, your left. You would test Miles Ferguson out. But then equally, if I was Tuffley, I would say to Lewis Bainbridge, just get ready to come back a little bit. And you'd say that Tristan Murphy would look to try and pin Bainbridge back. Try and get the double up. Declan Morley Lynn's proved to be a handful already in this game, as he did on uh, Wednesday night. And coming back to your analogy, that, well, your uh, story this morning, Kelsey, on the show, Declan Morley Lynn's got bright boots, so you know he's good. <laughs> yeah that's it mate 100% Morgan with a up and under and search of Luke Sol. Rich Thomas makes the shout early comes and claims it right on the edge of his box confident keeping all round and he bowls it to Pratt very colourful goalkeeper kit that Rich, got. Rich Thomas is wearing what I enjoy is that his away uh, goalie kit or well this is home goalie kit is the same colour as their away kit that we saw on uh, Wednesday night yeah Sort of like a, do you call that a cyan maybe or? Well, yeah, turquoise. See, the, the, it's more the, turquoise than what it was on Wednesday night. But Wednesday then it was more teal. But then the the interesting thing as well is that the 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 top and the shorts are a different colour to the socks. So if it anything, works. if if anything, the socks are more of like your traditional turquoise, and then the top and the yeah. shorts are more of your traditional cyan. I reckon. Elite level analysis either on seven sport. Either way, he's accessorised it correctly with a, a decent hat and a good pair of wheels. Fashion icon, Rich Thomas. <laughs> He'll love you for that. He will. He will be de- delighted with that. You have killed him, to be fair. 
well, I was speaking to him before the game and he had everything in his hands. I said to him, I was like, got anything in your hands there, mate? <laughs> Carrying everything. Effectively, it looked like he'd bought his stuff, but instead of bringing it in a bag, he just bought it in his hands. Likes to travel light. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind McKinnon it. looks to try and set Bainbridge clear on the right-hand side. He goes for it early. Shinned it. Shinned it way wide in the end. But you'll say that was quick. Tough. He took a quick throw in. One, two passes and Bainbridge was in on the right. Just bouncing up for him. Murphy was in two. But... You know, say it was a warning sign for Lydney that you know Tuffy moved that pretty quickly. Macaulay Herbert just saying to Bainbridge, you know, think, just secure it a bit, and then make a bit of a better decision. I, I don't rush blood to the head. I don't necessarily mind the attempt. I don't. I, no, it wouldn't have been my. Know. It wouldn't have been my first choice. Let's let's put it that way. But I don't blame him for going for it. As Jordy Sheen just pokes it forward towards Ruben Fahir around the corner towards Matty Board. McCauley Herbert sweeps it away in his challenge. Referee wants a free kick. McCauley Herbert back to his feet. Maybe potentially playing for a free kick there. Brad Keir holds the ball up and offloads to Jack Rutter. Under pressure on the halfway line. Looking to go backwards. Looks like he's going to be forced away back. Challenged by Rudy McKinnon. Jack Rutter just didn't deal with it. Smart. Offload to Harry Morgan. Good starting tackle from Sam Elliott as you'd expect. And that Matty Board's ball slightly behind Ruben for here but here he is. Up against Miles Ferguson. Just stands him up. Drops a step over and cuts him field. Back Heel to Jordy Sheen. Sheen cuts back onto his right foot in his pass. Is intercepted by Rudy McKinnon out of play for Lydney Throwing. Game just livening up a little bit there. Yeah. Last 30 seconds. Yeah, good um, good midfield play as well from Jordy Sheen. Just offering that option to Fahia and just dropping it off. They're just unlucky with the pass. But, uh, you know, on the head of Brian there nearly. The uh, photo- photographer nearly getting bonked on the head by the football. And, hey, wasn't, wasn't even aware of it. Yeah, Brian just didn't, didn't even phase him at all. Elliot wins the header against Luke Soule. They're battling for it on the halfway line. Soule goes down. Elliot just put two hands on Soule. That was always going to be given. So tough to have a free kick. About halfway, right in front of us here on the right-hand side. Still tough to Rivers nil, Lydney nil in this Hellenic League Challenge Cup fixture. On a sun-soaked Cleveland Park. There's a nice little gap there in between the Sam Elliott and Tristan Murphy that if McKinnon could have ran into, Ferguson could have picked the, picked the pass there, McKinnon could have been in. But McKinnon has the ball about 25 yards out. Thinks about cutting back for a shot. Tries to play it through the gap to Morgan. Harry Morgan trying to get out of his feet. Just being forced wide onto the right-hand side. Good play. Just needs to offload to Bainbridge for me. He's been put right in the corner. Back hill to Bainbridge. Just superb. Bainbridge just oh. couldn't get out of his feet. Kicked it with his standing foot. Kicked it with his standing foot as he went to swing it. Wasn't it? Ball forward towards Morley Lynn, who's obviously now on the, the right-hand side. Him and Fahir have swapped for the time being. Maybe the, it's Rich Keir doing what you said, Kelsey, and trying to get you know a bit more pace in Ruben for here, running at um, Miles Ferguson after his knock. Whereas Morley Lynn's going to be more of a physical battle. But Morley Lynn against Isaac Lawrence. Who's having that? Look at that physical battle over there on that far side. Lawrence wouldn't be phased by a, a taller man, not one bit. Header on the halfway line from McKinnon into the toughly along uh, Lydney half, sorry. Played forward by Sam Elliott. Flicked on by Morley Lynn and away by Geddes. Touchdown by Bainbridge, who's proven a real handful for Tristan Murphy. is clattered by Sam Elliott. Oof. Referee says no foul. And now Jordy Sheen carries it at the halfway, halfway line for Lydney. Now it's Ruben for hire up against Miles Ferguson. Ferguson does well to put a foot in, wins the ball and brings the ball away confidently. He's got options in the centre and his pass is poor. Rudy McKinnon was never going to get that and Matty Board was able to slip in. Rutter knocks it square to Palmer. Goes for a give and go 
on the right-hand side, but Isaac Lawrence steps in and plays it forward towards Luke Soule, who just ushers Morgan Pratt to think about what he's doing. Has to go back to the keeper. I've got to say, Kelsey, Luke Soule's working really hard as the lone striker, and it's you know, maybe something that Tuffy were missing on, on Tuesday night. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me. It's the kind of play that Luke Soule is. You know, We've seen, seen him play many times before and he's always been that kind of player who'll give you an industrious performance up top so yeah not surprised um, just perhaps maybe not getting as good a service as he, as he would perhaps like uh, but you know still a long way to go in this game I'm sure that'll that'll change as a free kick he's going to be given I think that's good refereeing yeah smart yeah yeah I do think that's a good decision McKinnon just tries to play it around the corner it's clattered into by uh, Jack Rutter Jack Rutter it was wasn't it yeah um, and the referee realised that the ball was just going to trickle out of play in front of Lewis Bainbridge so brought it back for a free kick smart referee in it was good for Marcus Ferguson before that to bring it out from the, the right back slot and you know, play the delightful channel ball up to the halfway line Bainbridge shook down quite well so it was a good play from Tuffy around to win that and Ferguson just floats a free kick up towards the Lydney box header in from McKinnon tries to flick it on and Palmer just cleans it up mops it up back to Rich Thomas and the scoreline stays nil-nil. Not the most uh, sort of inspiring free kick, really. Not not necessarily taking anything away from Miles Ferguson, but just wasn't really anyone around McKinnon as he went up for the header. Well, ideally for McKinnon, it wouldn't have gone directly behind the defender like that because you know if if, if Tuffy player had got to it straight away, they would have been offside. So it was a, a bit of a strange one. But Lydney have a free kick about 20 yards into the Tuffley half. It'll be very central. But that doesn't stop the big men from the back going forward, as you'd expect in a situation like this. They'll fancy it. Adam Clark telling his Tuffley players to you know, keep their line. You've got to bear in mind that Tuffley will be defending pretty much on their 18-yard line, so they've got the line to guide them. So, Jordy Sheen, as ever, will be over the free kick. Just gets underneath it, hooks it forward towards the back line. Miles Ferguson leapt well to flick it out of play for a corner. And uh, it's a corner to Lydney Town on his near side. Sheen just saying to his players, look, attack it. I'm putting it in a decent area. I'm floating it up there. Someone needs to attack it. Yeah, good opportunity this is now from Lydney. They've been under, been under a bit of the cosh for the last sort of five five to ten minutes so chance here from this corner Sheen towards the back post pulling away is Sam Elliott heads it up more than anything a couple of bodies on the floor oh, Rudy McKinnon meets with a fantastic thundered. thunderous volley that is thundered up in the air Bainbridge it hits him on the shin more than anything just skips away from him and Lydney recycle it Palmer with a side foot winding volley tries to bring it to his near side intercepted by Miles Ferguson brings over halfway Ferguson just being told to drive and he's got space to run into he tries to knock it past Tristan Murphy good defending from the left back he's on the run further forward he's been found by Jordy Sheen Brad Keir ahead of him slips it beyond Macaulay Herbert Brad Keir in the box plays it across and a flick round the corner from Ruben for here and it's out of play for a goal kick still toughly nil Lydney nil and you've got to say that was really good play from Lydney at this left hand side Murphy into uh, Brad Keir eventually yeah, the game's all. And Ruben Fier did well to to get onto it. Game's all been played in stages, isn't it? Really, you know, Tuffley just had a little bit of a spell there where they were quite clearly on top, and now Lydney just started to, you know, get themselves back into it. Definitely, get themselves into the ascendancy a little bit more. So, I think something the Ridgecocks needs to be wary about with this Tuffley side. We saw it on Tuesday night as well against Bishop's Cleve. You know, there was a about a ten minute stage 
As uh, oh, wind absolutely flying around at uh, Cleveland Park as a, a bin's been uh, knocked over in front of us. Um, de- de- by a leaf. To derail my train of thought. Um, yeah, so as I was saying, you know, Tuffley um, needs to be a bit wary that they don't become one of those sides that is only sort of good in, in stages. They need to be a bit more consistent. Tuffley nearly got in there after some fantastic play from uh, Harry Morgan. Just slipped it through the legs of... Uh, I think it was Matty Board, and he just played a delightful side-footed curling pass that nearly got all the way through to Warren Mann, but Palmer managed to get a foot in to send it out for a throw-in. If that had come off and it had fallen to Mann, you'd have fancied him to at least have a shot on target in that situation. It was a decent knock, wasn't it? Very decent knock. Just unfortunate that, uh, that it couldn't go all the way through. Well, Lidney not too happy. It's tough to have a throw in right in the corner. Lidney were convinced that it was going to be a white ball. But Isaac Lawrence has uh, tried forward to take this one. Throws it into the box towards McKinnon. Flicked back by Palmer. No one in a toughly shirt on the edge of the box. Disappointing. Warren Mans cries, where are we? Because he's got a point. Ball down the line sees Adam Clark come out of his goal and confidently clear it up to the halfway. Jordy Sheen, if he had taken that clean, may have had a strike, but instead <laughs> takes it down... Plays it to Ruben for here with a fantastic pass from Geordie Sheen. That is to the right-hand side for here. Just being stood up there by Isaac Lawrence. Back in field to Sheen. He's looking to get on the ball as much as possible. Round the corner by Fahir. Is Geordie Sheen going to get there? Nope, Isaac Lawrence is. And that's going to be a free kick. Good positional play from the left-back. Just to put himself in between the man and the ball. Felt a bit of contact. Goes down. And that's going to be a free kick all day long. I do like Geordie Sheen. I yeah. think he's a very good player. You know, it's just obviously unfortunate there to give away the free kit, but you see his, his positional awareness and the way he sees the game and reads the game and, and knows where he needs to be to pick up the pass from uh, from his winger or his striker just to bring other players in, into the game as well. Uh, I think, you know, well, it's like what we said on the, talent. on the show this morning, wasn't it? That, you know, on Wednesday, the, him and, and Finn and uh, Hamlet, who, who played in the middle, you know, they did try to get on the ball as much as they possibly could. So, you know, they'll be looking to do that again today. And, you know, Sheen is trying to be that pivot for Lydney and trying to tick it over. As Michael Palmer in his dazzlingly white shirt, as we mentioned earlier, just being a good Samaritan, picking up the bin. <laughs> as Tuffy bring it forward on the right-hand side, Bainbridge looking to get out of his feet, just runs into traffic side and gives it away. Board tries to nip in, but Ferguson does well to intercept. Back to Bainbridge. Tuffy retaining possession. It's all the way back to Adam Clark. He's got Herbert ahead of him. He's got a chance to turn on the ball and play it through to Morgan on the halfway line. He's got options to the left in Rudy McKinnon, who's deeper than we usually see him. Back to Morgan, who's got a bit of space in the midfield. Cuts back onto his left foot. Back to Rudy McKinnon. Just won't sit down for him. He has to go out wide to Warren Mann. Yeah, goes under his feet in an embarrassing fashion out of play for a throw-in. Ah, it's unlucky, that is. That, it bobbled over McKinnon's foot and then just, as Mann goes to control it, just obviously just misjudged it. What you would say is that Tuffley's midfield, in particular McKinnon and Harry Morgan there, are able just to find those pockets of spaces a little bit easier than Tuffley found on Tuesday night. Yeah. Well, it just goes to, goes to show how, how good a job that the Cleve midfield did on Tuesday night. Exactly what I was about to say. It shows just how all right uh, Parrot and Haskane played. And also, in sh- sense that it also goes to show how much more of a uh, sort of an open game this is Tuesday. Tuesday night's game wasn't necessarily that many chances created from open play. Yes, Cleve scored four goals, but they were from four four corner kicks. Whereas, you know, they could have been what 
what, two or three goals in this game already from open play. So just go show it's a little bit more open. Um, obviously, a game that we kind of prefer that way, you know, a bit more entertaining for the, uh, for the neutral. Exactly that. And, you know, you have to say the first goal in this one is going to be another pivotal, pivotal moment as Tristan Murphy takes a throw in, looping into the box, touchdown by Morley Lynn. Just can't get too much space. Ferguson and McHerbert do a double up on him. And that's coming our way. Literally straight up to us. McCauley Herbert picked us out. Kelsey with a chest throw to Tristan Murphy. Didn't want to do the underarm because I felt no, like it would just hit roof. the roof, you know? No, it had been embarrassing. <laughs> Live on 7 Sport, you'd have done that as well. Do you know the annoying thing is? I think I've pulled something while going to get that ball. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Morgan Pratt. <laughs> Chest down by Miles Ferguson in the box. Ruben Fahir trying to nip in. Jack Rutter does. And it's now Fahir tries to cross. But you've got to say, Miles Ferguson did well just to stick to him there. Knew he was going to cut back onto his right foot and did very well to get the block in. Tristan Murphy, ball out his feet, drills it towards Morley Lynn. Just away from him slightly, and Jacob Geddes sweeps it away. What I will point out, Ryan, is that that is now the, uh, the second time this week that I've retrieved the ball for Tristan Murphy from the stand. Did it once along limits as well. Yes, we've been picked out by Macaulay Herbert and Kane Winman. Two Unbel- friends of seven sports. Unbelievable, mate. Just know where we are. <laughs> but the ball currently is out of play for a goal kick for Tuffley. So Adam Clark on a retrieval job. Well, I would ask Kelsey if he can check on Twitter to see what the other score is in the group. Bishop's Cleave against Long Levens, of course. You'd say the winner takes uh, control of the group. Ahead of the midweek fixtures coming up. Sam Elliott nods over the halfway line. It went over Harry John. Jacob Geddes nods it forward. Just won't sit down for Harry Morgan. He has to hook it up into the air more than anything. Right on halfway. Headed down from Jack Rutter. Round the corner from Board. And then Isaac Lawrence nips in ahead of Morley Lynn. Hooked forward towards left-hand side. Towards Ruben for here. But it's all the way through to Adam Clark. And it's still 0-0. It's uh, 1-1 in that game. Uh, at... Uh, Long Levens uh, against Bishop's Cleave it was um, you and Crow got the equaliser for Cleave um, I'm trying to find out who the Long Levens scorer was but can't quite uh, see anything at the moment uh, oh, Harry Emmett scored for Long Levens so at the moment both games in group one level initiative to be wrestled for the remainder of the afternoon. An important second game week of the Hellenic Cup as Brad Keir bundled into from the throw-in. That'll be another throw-in to Lidney further up the line. Tristan Murphy right in front of us to take it. Good. Disguised throw-in towards Morley Lynn. Just chest down to come away from him slightly. But he's done well to close the clearance and Lidney retained possession. Tristan Murphy just won't sit down from him. Bainbridge gets a foot in but then won't sit down for Morgan. It's swept forward by Matty Borden. That'll be a goal kick. Just when you sit down for either side, you're in that situation there, Kals, and sort of sums the game up at the moment. Pretty even. Both sides sniffing about, looking like they could do something, but just not sitting right. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty fair assessment to be. I don't really think there's a great deal to add to that. But throwing to Lydney right in front of us here on the left-hand side. Murphy again. Just... Loops it forward, header away from McCauley Herbert, nods down, hooked away by Harry John, not convincingly though, and it's with Geordie Sheen. He finds Rutter slightly behind him, more a man having to do some tracking back. 
Ball still in the toughly half as Russell's allowed to turn on it and it's now with Tristan Murphy. Drilled infield to Geordie Sheen. McKinnon backtracking, flicked over him. Morgan tries to nip in. Again, not sitting down for either side. Harry John gets a foot in against Matty Board and looks to try and offload to the right-hand side and does with Bainbridge. Bainbridge just looking to create space and skips past Board very well. Bainbridge got options to the left if he can find it. Ah, just ball. hit across the ball and it's going to go all the way through to Rich Thomas. Wrong choice of pass to me. I think he's got to go inside to McKinnon, who's, who, who's to his left about 10 yards away. Yeah. McKin- McKinnon's in a massive pocket of space well, on, in the What Bainbridge tried to do, he tried to do the final pass to Warren Mann, whereas he could have built it up into McKinnon, who then would have gone on to Mann, and it would have gone up in stages. But in stages, he tried for the one Hollywood pass to, to do it instantly. Pratt lays it back to Rich Thomas, who's not got the kick right again in his mind. And it's all the way through to Adam Clark after a hook forward. Well, I'll ask you, Kelsey, at this point, you know, is there anyone out there on the pitch that's impressed you so far? Uh, well, I mentioned, Sheen? well, yeah, I was going to say, I mentioned his name earlier, Geordie Sheen. Um, from a Lydney perspective, Probably, probably not. To be fair, probably just Jolie Sheen. Um, Toughly perspective. It's difficult to say. I mean, Luke Soul's been been good with his running. Um, you know, he's put put Elliot and Pratt under pressure when he's needed to. Just hasn't quite had the final sort of uh, clinical touch in the box. I think there's a I think there's a bit more to come from Lewis Bainbridge. Uh, he's had a couple of runs, you know, down there. Good in flashes. Yeah, he? exactly. It's just a little bit inconsistent for me but you know we know how good a player he can be as Palmer has the ball in the right wing position for Lydney back to Molly Lynn his cross is blocked by Warren Mann and it's hooked away by Rudy McKinnon up towards Luke Soule but it's hooked away by Morgan Pratt header comes in from Harry John from the ball forward uh, side of the play and one player I think has done a, a good job is the man who's just jumped the fence away to my left uh, right sorry to take the throw in Tristan Murphy yeah he's a player who we first saw in the, the league campaign this season when he uh, made his debut for Lydney uh, at Long Levens. And you know, every time we've seen Lydney since, he's played well. Even the, the game we saw against Brimscombe where they lost 4-0. You know, Tristan Murphy was one of the better performers on the day. As Brad Keir just had to throw a hand out to stop himself crashing into the fencing. And it's played forward to Luke Soule in the centre circle for Tuffley. Looking to get the ball down and a chance to run forward. His pass towards Warren Man's cut out though. And Palmer can now bring it forward for Lydney it's just that final touch it's just that final touch from Tuffley at the moment that's all they're lacking you know, the build up play is decent enough you know, the running around the ball and the attackers is, the is fine there. it's the execution isn't it yeah absolutely Rich Thomas has the ball at his feet waiting for a couple of Lydney players who are a bit slow to come from lost opposition and his kick this time is too heavy Thomas just uh, being very vocal to his side apologising for the the ball forward saying it wasn't good enough. That's a way to the, the right hand side over on the far training pitch. Neil Spiller doing some investigation work and just having an inspection of the trenches that have been dug up onto that uh, training pitch. McKinnon just carries the ball forward for Tuffley in the left hand side. Just got away from him slightly though and the clearance rebounds off him. Bainbridge tries to nip in but Matty Board does well to nip in. And Board can bring it up over the halfway line for Lydney and carry it. He's just looking for options ahead of him. Tries to find Brad Kerr and does. Holds off McCauley Herbert but it comes away from him. And McKinnon's pass towards Bainbridge is a poor one. 
And it's now with Jack Rutter. Spins on the ball and finds Declan Morley-Lynn in the centre circle. Back to Rutter again. Tries to poke it forward towards Jordy Sheen. He does well to get there ahead of Jacob Geddes on the right-hand side for Lydney Town. Palmer on the overlap, but Sheen just didn't get the space to play. He's gone for a left-foot curler instead. Adam Clark always going to claim it. Brad Kier, just half a yard. It's not a bad ball, though. second, too slow. It's not a bad ball. Rutter just sliced his clearance all the way back and it's nodded down by Pratt and hooked forward by Elliot. Miles Ferguson wins the header and now Jack Rutter chests it down to Matty Board. Down the left-hand side, here just lent into by Ferguson and it's back with Adam Clark. Brad Kier, Brad Kier sorry, will do the pressing. Clearance rebounds off him. And just won't go out of play straight away. Kept alive by Ruben Fahir up against Miles Ferguson. And he just plays in Phil. Linesman throws flag up to say the ball had gone out of play. And uh, the ball's in the back of the net, but the throw in had already been given. Toughly had stopped. A bit of confusion there, really, wasn't there? I mean, whether or not that had actually gone out of play or not. And well, play, well, play was allowed to go on for about five seconds before it was before actually the referee stopped. realised, I think. But, but the, the question did you ask is there was a foul in there on for here, but the referee saying no, it had gone out first. But not too sure. Toughly have a throw in. Macaulay Herbert clapping his players, saying, look, we're doing well at the minute. We've just got to be a bit better than what we are to force the, the opener. What I think is different about this Toughly performance from Tuesday as well is that there's a little bit more intensity about them. Yeah. yeah they're, not, they're not just yeah, sort of rolling that. over and, and letting the midfield battle be dictated and they're not letting the opposition strikers you know, roll them over. As uh, Miles Ferguson just tamely lets the ball run out of play after losing out from the uh, throw-in. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely been one where you know, there's a bit more bite about the play as Neil Spiller walks uh, around in front of us in all toughly gear. Of course he is. Like Jody Bevan when he's all in his Fairford get-up. I imagine Jody Bevan's in Fairford get-up even if he's not at Fairford. Oh today. yeah, well, 100% mate, without a doubt. Just be sat at home on his own. Just all in Fairford gear. <laughs> Throwing forward, headed forward by Brad Keir. Hooked up into the air more than anything by Harry John. McKinnon scrapping for it with Jack Rutter. Brad Keir being beaten in the air by Macaulay Herbert. Just want to sit down for either side, and now Matty Board can do so. Tries to play a diagonal towards Morley Lynn, who just leans across Isaac Lawrence to get there, but a good recovery from Lawrence to get the starting tackle in, and that will be a corner to Lydney on the far side. Got to say, good play from Lawrence there to react after a little shoulder-to-shoulder to just get the leg in, hook it away for a corner, and it allows the side to just get their defensive shape back. Yeah, hopefully uh, nothing more... More, more serious comes of this corner for, for a Tuffley perspective. Giants from the, the back of forward for Lydney as Sheen floats it in. Elliot pulling away to the back post. Headed away by Jacob Geddes to the corner. And board goes for it. Deflection off Harry John. Good claim from Adam Clark. <laughs> Looked like for a moment that... Uh, Could have wrong footed him. Yeah, Clark, Clark for a second. He had stepped away to his left-hand side and had to jerk back to his right very quickly to well we were right behind it and it looked like it was sailing towards that goal as uh, Board just sort of got it onto his right foot on the left corner of the box went for a sort of cross really deflected off Harry John and it was zooming towards that goal but just under five minutes to go in this half still nil-nil it's been an entertaining nil-nil at that yeah absolutely you know, sometimes we've seen some duff nil-nils yeah we, we have seen some pretty years. poor nil-nils <laughs> Uh, before so uh, Curzon and Ashton away is no, it? No, up up there, top top three, top five worst games ever. Oh, just thinking about it now is giving me the chills. <laughs> uh, Lydney 
bring it forward on the right hand side. Ball in search of Brad Keir, who's going to motor and chase the, the long ball forward. Jacob Geddes doing very well Class. to hold him off. McCauley Herbert just sort of stepped back, allowed Geddes to take control of the situation. And that's how I play for a goal kick. It's good defending all round. Yeah, it's fantastic from, from Geddes. I mean, it's almost sort of waxing lyrical about the, the quality that Jacob Geddes has all the time. Uh, whenever we see him play, and not just because his dad's today, but no, no, exactly. I mean, it just it just goes to show, you know, how highly rated he is. It's like when when we watch a, someone like a Harry Emmett Harry play. Emmett, you know, yeah. it's like we say, "Oh my God, Harry Emmett's had such a good game," and we don't tend to say that every single game. But it he genuinely did have a good is game because and he scored today. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's just one of those things. Like they genuinely are such good players. A back pass might come into Bainbridge there, who snuck in, and Rich Thomas. Don't think Which he's too happy. He just looks so calm, like he knew it was obviously going to come to him. Don't worry <laughs> about it. But you've got to bear in mind, Lidney, who conceded their equaliser on Wednesday from a short back pass, would have had a deja vu moment there. This time it was coming from the right-hand side. Rich so. Thomas, who uh, on, the, on the show, he said, you know, he's been involved with, with, with local football for, for almost far too long now. So I think he, uh, he, he, he knew either that or he just didn't care. Probably, probably the the former just guessed, just guessed it. <laughs> but tough we have a throw. We're midway into the Lydney half, over on the left hand side. Warren Mann takes it back to him, out of his feet, and plays it towards Bainbridge, slightly behind him. And Tristan Murphy just volleys it, good, sixty, seventy yards forward, all the way through to Adam Clark. And now Tuffy looks to just try and build from the back. Geddes just trying to. Get the ball down the left towards Luke Soul, but it was always going to trickle away from him. Out of play for a throw, and it's been that, that really for both sides. Just you know, just needs to find a attacking foot in the final third and try and unlock the the defence. Really, yeah. It's, um, it's like you said, you know, it's, even though it's nil nil, it's been a entertaining nil nil. Neither side has really had that final edge. Yeah, pretty the, much, pretty much. In 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 the final third, but uh, Sheen chance to bring it forward over halfway. Sheen, he's got options to the right hand side of him. One's bored. You can now sweep it to Morley Lynn, but even that pass wasn't great, and it's done Morley Lynn no sir, this like no favours at all. It was behind him, skipped up, and for me, I think that's how I should say it's handball. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say it's handball, where, but where's Morley Lynn supposed to put his arm in that situation? Yeah, I, I see he, what like, you're the saying. The ball's behind him. He's trying to flick his left leg up to try and flick it forward. What's he going to do? Put his arm further ahead of him? No, for balance, you, your, your arm's going to naturally come back because that's the, the way in which your body's moving and your, your leg's coming up. Harsh for me. Anything, I'm just pretty dis- dismayed about the actual pass itself. Yeah. There's just no real need to sort of fizz that into Morley Lynn at all by, by yeah. board. Yeah, there's no need at all. But Morley Lynn has the ball now on the right-hand side of the Lydney half. Played forward, header away by Geddes. Flicked on by Geordie Sheen. That's going to trickle out a play for another throw-in over on the far side to Tuffley. Half's gone quite quick. Yeah. Yeah, just sat here thinking of sort of how, how quickly this first half has actually, has actually gone. I mean, we're up to, what? Nearly half-time. Nearly half-time already, yeah. Getting on for nearly 20 past one. Of course, early kick-off here this afternoon. We're actually uh, in stoppage time, just ticked over into the 45th minute, just uh, just then. Um, referee, quick. Wouldn't imagine it too much. Other than the Miles Ferguson uh, injury, he was down up. for about 90 seconds, wasn't he? Wasn't much in the way of stoppage. Well, the referee's had a had a, a couple of glances of his watch now, so I imagine he'll probably let this attack play out and 
see what happens with it and maybe blow up. Hey, if you have a free kick to, to tough it, and for a second I thought you were about to blow up for half-time as Lidney were on the attack. Yeah, I did think that for a second. I mean, it's a soft free kick. It is a soft free kick to um, to give away. I'm not really sure whether, it, whether I would have agreed mm. with that, but I'm not the referee. No. Ferguson plays the ball long. Another look at the watch from the ref. Bounce just on the edge of the box. Elliot has to flick it back to Thomas, <coughs> who does well to claim it before it goes out for a corner, and there goes the half-time whistle. Well, on the scoreboard, you say nothing to write home about, but it's been a decent half. Both sides, Tuffley and Lydney, have played their part in a, a decent cup fixture so far, but without really too much in terms of attacking prowess in the final third. Yeah, You'd say um, a couple of pot shots and... A deflected cross from Matty Board that looked like it was going goalwards and other than that not really too much in terms of goal mouth action cuffs no not really um, I mean Luke Soul's done his best up front as as he always will uh, and then you look at the strikers up top for, for Lydney Morley Lynn and Brad Keir haven't really haven't really had a great deal of service around them to be fair it's just coming back to that final pass yeah, the final pass, the final ball has just not been fantastic uh, from either side, really. I think, on balance, I don't think you could really say that either side has come out as being the better side that no. half. I think they've just been very, very evenly matched, both teams really cancelling each other out. Um, but it's not necessarily to say that it's been a bad game, because it has been a game of, of quality in places, um, but just lacking in quality in the final third. And you know, hopefully that changes in the second half because if that changes and we could be in for for an absolute goal fest what you would say is that going into the second half is the game is in a position where both sides will be you know in their huddles at the moment saying we can win this this game's here for us to, to take really by scruff and neck and claim those three points but it's there for the taking for either side you know, just whichever side seizes the initiative early doors in the it's so half. crucial the first goal we talk about it almost as a cliche but the first goal in this one could potentially decide the yeah, outcome of the in, game. In, in this game more more so than any game that we've seen in, in a long while the way that this game is set up the way that this game is, is poised now to, to take shape in the second half it's not one that you want to miss well we're going to go for a couple of songs and allow everyone just to enjoy the sunshine as Joe Shirt, Finn Kent and Dom Kent go through their paces in the warm-up for uh, Turfley Rovers. But when we come back, we'll have the second half of this Hellenic League Challenge Cup game. But at half-time, it's Turfley nil, Lydney nil. And we're back live on 7 Sport for 7 Sport Saturday Live. Second half, Turfley Rovers versus Lydney Town and Hellenic League Challenge Cup. If you missed the first half, where have you been? Early kick-off. It's nil-nil. But a decent one. And we were talking at half-time, Kelsey, that wasn't too much goal-mouth action for either side. But yet, you get the feeling that both sides are capable of doing something. Yeah, and it's as we said, you know, the first goal in the game will pretty much be crucial. The team that will get the breakthrough, we, we fancy to go on and, and actually win the game. Uh, it's been that, been that sort of contest so far. As the players are ready for... Second 45. Looks like no changes to speak of for either side yet. And we're off underway. Second half of this Group 1 fixture in the Challenge Cup. And Miles Ferguson knocks it back to Adam Clark, whose ball goes over the halfway line, nodded down by Sam Elliott. And neither side really able to take it under control until Warren Mann gets it and offloads to Harry Morgan. 
His pass forward though is cut out by Palmer. That's now Jack Rutter goes for a spray to the left-hand side, but cut out by Ferguson. Ferguson being pressed and hustled by Geordie Sheen, but he's managed to get all the way back to Adam Clark, who has followed Rich Thomas's lead and has gone cap in the second <laughs> half. Must be pretty, um, pretty sunny up that end then. Yeah, reckon so. But, you know, this second half, Kels, what would you, you know, like to see from either side at this point? A goal. Of <laughs> course, a goal. Would be good. Uh, yeah, should be a bit more consistency in the final third, that's all. I, mean, I think that's the main thing. Neither side really, uh, really troubled either goalkeeper, to be, uh, to be totally honest with you, in the first half, so... Bainbridge near nips in from a pass back to Rich Thomas. It's more of a half volley back to Thomas in the end, but Thomas did well to get there. Isaac Lawrence nips in ahead of Morley Lynn, but Palmer in turn steps into it. His pass is cut out by Jacob Geddes, who stepped into it and he's threaded it through to Rudy McKinnon on the point of the centre circle. Spreads it to the right-hand side and Lewis Bainbridge. Stands up against Tristan Murphy, cuts back and a chance to run into the box. Bainbridge looks to keep going. Good foot in by Murphy. Saw the ball ricochet away to Geordie Sheen, who can only poke it down the line. Miles Ferguson steps onto it, looks to try and swing it into the box. There's a decent ball towards Luke Soule, off the back of the head of Pratt. Falls to Rudy McKinnon on the left-hand side of the box. Cuts back before playing it towards Bainbridge. Won't fall for him, but goes over him. Bainbridge will keep it alive, though, on the right-hand side. Bainbridge swings the ball in, up towards Harry Morgan, who can only flick it down to Palmer to slice the volley straight out of play for a throw-in. But better from Tuffley. You'll say, looked a bit more... Intent when they got the ball to McKinnon and you know started to get the ball out wide and as I say that give the ball away. Geordie Sheen tries to carry it forward, but a good sliding tackle from Harry John and they start to play for a Lydney throw in front of their own dugout. Yeah, it was good from Tuffley, but again, just Rich Thomas still not really having to work in that in that Lydney goal. So I think until we start seeing actual shots being taken and, and saves being made, it's all, all for nothing really. McKinnon hooks it down the right hand side and Luke Soul can he keep it in? No. If he had been able to keep it in, would have been in on that right-hand side against Sam Elliott, who's not known for his pace. But looks like uh, Isaac Lawrence has got a bit of a problem. Just on his haunches, referee making sure he's okay. Seems to be fine. Toughly do have, you'd say, Kelsey, they have three substitutes on their bench that could change the game. Even Finn Kent, who you know plays fullback, he offers a different option to Miles Ferguson and Isaac Lawrence. Um, you know, Joe Shirt and Dom Kent, we know what they're all about and, and they're used in different situations. The flag goes up as Ruben Fahia was slipped in down the left, just slightly ahead of it, it looked from, from where we were. So it looked like a correct decision for me. Lydney, of course, they have a, a decent bench themselves with uh, experience, probably more experience, you'd say, than that, what Tuffley have and that's probably just with Liam Shepard alone. But the two Hamlet boys and also Jacob English on the bench as well. They do provide different options if they want to change it up, even if they want to change formation, of course. But they've started this second half, Kels, with uh, Morley Lynn on this right-hand side and Fahir on the left, which is how they ended the first after starting in the alternative setup with Morley Lynn on the left-hand side as he was at Long Levens Wednesday night. But a reminder, you can get in contact with us throughout the broadcast at 7Sport on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash 7Sport, 
uh, info at seven sport at KDK on the email and also on Instagram seven underscore sport. Ball played in field, skipped away from Jack Rutter there, and McKinnon has forced the issue. McKinnon now trying to charge over the halfway line, skips past Bordy, just can't get onto it. McKinnon just tried to play it to Warren Man, but Man was on his heels and the pass wasn't in the right direction. The idea again was good, it was kind of behind Luke's soul, but ahead of Warren Man, and neither were any. We're near getting onto it, but again, the intent is positive from Tuffley Kelsey. That's what Tuffley needed to show after Tuesday night. Yeah, but again, it's just a, the final third, isn't it? It's the final pass. I uh, probably would have liked to have seen McKinnon take that on a little bit more himself and you know, maybe go for a shot. But uh, yeah. I was surprised. I, I'll be honest, I was surprised. He didn't just take one more shot, uh, um, touch to his right, and then just hit it, which we would have seen him do in the under-18s game, for example. Throwing from Palmer to Morley Lynn on the edge of the Tuffy box. Offloads to Jack Rutter, thought about a shot. Instead lays it to Geordie Sheen. He gets a shot in. Good save by Adam Clark. Low down to his right-hand side. It was a daisy-cutter of a shot that just bounced in front of Clark as he dived down. Had to get two strong palms on it. There was no real power in the shot from Sheen, but the direction, it was definitely going into that corner and needed to be saved. Corner to Lidney. Yeah, better intent. From uh, from Lidney and from Geordie Sheen as well. Decent strike. But yeah, again, decent save as well. But with Tuffley's luck, it would have, wouldn't have been surprised. In fact, it did end up in the back of the net at the moment. But either way, it's a corner, which is a poor one. Hooked away at the near post by Warren Mann. Only as far as Rutter, who's pass back to Geordie Sheen. I think that's probably the worst pass I've seen Jack, seen Jack, uh, Jack Rutter sorry, make. I think I've seen him make a worse pass than that. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? Just it was coming up to him out of the air, he just side foot volleyed it straight up over Geordie Sheen's head, and he was only about 10 15 yards away from him. Disappointing, he knows he's better than that. And you, we could hear from where we were sat his, his cries of anguish as McKinnon hooks it from right to left towards Warren Man. He's going to chase it against Palmer. Palmer does well, nodded back to Rich Thomas. Warren Man for a second, probably about his eyes just gleaming, thinking he could have been in. Let's go in search of him again. Ball forward this time, all the way through to Rich Thomas. And it's a bit easier for the Lydney keeper to just take it in his hands, bounce it a couple of times, and look to, to get his side further up the pitch. So she is for Brad Keir, but the pass was a bit short. Hits uh, Geordie Sheen, it's out of play for a toughly throw in just inside their own half on the left hand side. A sense of nervousness around at the moment. Yeah, just sort of, you know, trying to assess the atmosphere at the moment, and both sides looking a little bit, little bit cagey. Both sides looking a bit eager, I'd say as well. Stop in play as uh, Warren Man and uh, Ash Palmer. Uh, Ash. Warren Man was a bit too eager to try and get get the ball over him and ended up just knocking him in the back of the head as he as he landed. Yeah, I think it was uh, just collision between between two Lydney players more than anything. Yeah, I do like the uh I do like the uh the this exchange between um Luke Sowell and the referee. Luke Sowell said, It was his own man ref and the referee said, Yeah, I know, but it's head injury. <laughs> <laughs> Warman's given the ball back to uh, Lydney by kicking the ball right into the corner for a throw into Lydney deep in the corner. 
Oh dear. Warren man. <laughs> Warren man saying to the ref, yeah, we had the ball and you stopped the game. Unbelievable. Matty Board saying to Warren man, should have knocked back to the keeper and I won't repeat the rest of that because it's not not uh, fit to wear. <laughs> Typical Warren man. The pantomime that is Warren man. <laughs> He's uh, trying to show off in front of us because you can see that we're looking at him. Him and Jordy Sheen. So he knows we're talking about yeah. him, that's, that's why. <laughs> Geddes heads the ball back and Macaulay Herbert flicks it on. Lawrence is then bumping to the back of. And it's a throw into Lydney and I'm very surprised that wasn't given us a foul. Taken quickly, Brad Keir can't sit down for him. Round the corner to Ruben for here. Again, oh. won't sit down for him either. And Macaulay Herbert will clear it. I think for here was trying to knock it left. Yeah, I'm not... <laughs> I don't know whether Fahir was trying to just take that into his stride or whether he was actually trying to yeah, I put a pass tell. across and just miscontrolled it more than anything. And now Bainbridge flying forward for Tuffley on the right-hand side up against Pratt. Pratt's just holding him up and that'll be a free kick. Linesman's flagging. Again, just held him. You know, Bainbridge just cut back. Pratt just held him, tried to block him off. And you've got to say, I think that's a quick decision from where we are. The linesman's nearer than us, of course. But from here, it looked like a foul. Yeah, it definitely did, did look like a foul from up here, so... I say correct decision, and and you got to say, Kels, this is a free kick, right hand side of the box. This is a golden opportunity for Tuffy Rovers, isn't it? This is the yes. this, this is the attempt they, they they've been waiting for, this, haven't they? Well, yeah, um, but I mean, we haven't necessarily seen Tuffy be that proficient from set pieces, whether it be corners or free kicks at all. So you know, yes, it's a, it's you a very very good for opportunity. An awful corner, awful ball in from Warren Man, haven't you? It's a very good opportunity, but take that with a little bit of a pinch of salt. It'd be Warren Man on the right hand side. Just swinging it in. It's towards the back post, towards McKinnon. Good header from Palmer on the cover to send out for a corner. Another set piece for Tuffley. And you've got to say, Warren Man's trying to overtake the corner. His last couple of corners at the end of the first half were not great. Cleared at the near post and they were, they were scuffers. So if you're Matty Board, currently stood at the near post of Lydney, you're thinking you're in business here. Swung in better this time towards Macaulay Herbert. Cleared. Volley comes in at the edge of the box. All the way back out to Warren Mann. Right on the left wing. Cuts back. Looking for options and space. Trying to get out his feet to deliver a ball in. Cuts back onto his left foot. Cross is deflected. Should be cleared. Macaulay Herbert goes for it. And it's hacked away by Morley Lynn. Now Harry Morgan picks it up. Cuts back onto his right foot. Morgan thinks about a shot from distance. Blocked from Jack Rutter. Brad Keir just leans into Harry John. It's now for here. Around the corner to Brad Keir. And the game's opened up. Towards the right-hand side. Isaac Lawrence just reads it well, though. Puts it out of play for a throw-in. As Warren Man shouted, foul him. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I did wonder whether you'd picked up on that. I was about to, <laughs> I was about to mention that. Um, very sort of gamesman-like from Warren Man. Throwing down the line from Palmer. Lawrence just steps into it. Knocks it out of play for a throw-in. Uh, Morley Lynn was lurking. You've got to say, if you're Lydney Town, you've got a player like Ash Palmer who throws the ball and zooms it into that box. It's effectively a corner, isn't it? Effectively a set piece. Well, yeah, more or less. That's why how dangerous they were against Long Levens on Wednesday night. Oddly, uh, Elliot's gone forward, but Pratt hasn't. Pratt stayed back this time round. Perhaps maybe just... Uh, oh, no, now he's going. He's heard yeah, me. Yeah, it's going to say... Off. <laughs> Perhaps maybe he's just biding his time to make the late run. Palmer, in the shade, just steps into the, the sun and throws the ball in, flicked across the face of goal, headed down from Fahir. Just when you sit down for either side, they cries for a corner. Linesman's not flagged. Referee saying, how am I possibly going to see it's gone out? And now a corner has been given. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, no idea. Linesman to the <laughs> no right idea, stood there, looked like no he's having idea. a good day out. 
But either way, Lydney have a corner over on the left-hand side. Geordie Sheen will take it. Everyone bar Lewis Bainbridge back for Tuffley. Chance. Sheen floats it in towards the back post. Heather comes down from Morley Lynn. More than anything, not really dealt with. And Isaac Lawrence, how calm was that? Stood next to his own post and just flicked it out of play for a corner for the head. And uh, another set piece for Lydney. Just a... Giants from the forest. The Giants from Lydney. <laughs> Up in the box. Sheen curls it in towards the near post. Header away from Warman. Another poor corner on the afternoon. It is from Geordie Sheen. Rutter can only hook it up into the air. The wind sort of did not help him at all. And now Rudy McKinnon tries taking it in stride. But Matty Board should get there. McKinnon's still scrapping for it and does very well. Fair play. McKinnon Fair play takes the cut back to Warman and leads it in field to Harry John. Harry John looking for options. He's got... Geordie Sheen lurking on him. McKinnon around the corner to a man. Flicks it forward towards Lewis Bainbridge. Tries to jump with Sam Elliott. I mean, you probably need two Lewis Bainbridges to get to the height of Sam Elliott. And uh, Elliott's done well to flick it for the clearance. Up to Brad Keir. Up against Macaulay Herbert. That's an interesting battle as it has been all afternoon. The Tough Rovers captain and the Lydney Town striker. The ball's then drilled forward towards Luke Sol. Just won't come for him. That's all the way through to Rich Thomas. Would you be thinking changes at this point, Kels? Um If you were either man, yeah, probably, probably. Just need some some just sort of fresh impetus. Yeah, game. yeah. Just yeah. as a side note as well, sort of little uh, off the ball location. Warren Man with a slight kick out at Tristan Murphy just uh, <laughs> about thirty seconds ago as he as the two of them went to the ground together. Diagonal in search of Declan Molly Lynn, who's taken it down quite well on the right side of the box. His initial cross is blocked by Isaac Lawrence. And now Geordie Sheen, and Geordie Sheen's head is in his hands. Rich Thomas away to our left hand side says, That's, You need to be better than that, Sheena. And I think Geordie Sheen knows that he, he put in better deliveries than that this season. It looks like a double change for Tuffley Rovers. Warren Man going off, and Lewis Bainbridge going off from the look of it, and Joe Shirt and Dom Kent are coming on. What do you make of those substitutions? I think Warren Man's probably about right. He's. Uh, what was it? Lasted about an hour, you'd say? Yeah, I'd say so. It's probably direct swaps, really, isn't it? Um, you know, put Joe Shirt out on this uh, on on this wing. Well, if we look at it, Joe Shirt's going on the right. Oh, right, well. Mm. well I mean, Dom you know, Kent. just freshen it up a little bit. Well, from the look at it, it looks like Joe Shirt's coming on to the right-hand side. Uh, Dom Kent's going to play off Luke Soul in the number 10, and Rudy McKinnon's coming on to the left-hand side. Yeah, I'd say that's a, a decent decent tactical change, I'd say. Lydney getting, I think, Finn and Hamblet and Jacob English ready. Looks like a double substitution is incoming for Lydney Town. As Tuffley have the ball with Adam Clark, who's made really the only save of note in the game from a Geordie Sheen effort that was going into the bottom corner. As Geddes' pass is cut out. But... Morley Lynn steps into it, tries to play into the box, cut out by Miles Ferguson, who's on the follow-up, able to clear it. Only as far as Matty Board, who might be one of the men to come off, his shot is comfortably wide and it's still nil-nil. Not the greatest of efforts from, from Board. He was under pressure, but yeah. you expect better than that from, from Board. We're interested to see here who they do take off, and Matty Board is one of them. Finn and Hamlet, I believe, is one is who is coming on. Probably potentially didn't start. He had a decent game. Uh, against Long Levens, you say, on Wednesday night in the midfield. 
And it looks like Brad Keir is the other man going off. He's worked hard, Brad Keir. He hasn't had an awful lot to do in front of the goal. He hasn't had an awful lot to sniff at. I think trouble is, is that Brad Keir and Declan Morley Lynn are such similar players that when you play both of them up front at the same time, it's it's kind of like just not. I'm not going to say it's not not going to work because it may, may sometimes come out as a as a master, but it's just not it's just not worked today. As Lydney bring it forward on the left hand side of the box towards Finn Hamblet, and the uh, two players that came on for Lydney were actually Finn Hamblet and Keelan Hamblet. So the Hamblet boys both on the pitch at the same time for Lydney. As looks like Harry John just feeling the effects of being caught when he's cleared it, but he's back on his feet and is all okay. So both sides have made two substitutions so far. You can make up to five. Uh, toughly only have the three on the bench today. So you only have Finn Kent left to, to bring on. But Lydney still have Liam Shepherd, Ryan Dawson and Jacob English to choose from. If they need them. Still nil-nil. And you've got to say the game is there for taking for both sides. Would you like to see, yeah. you like to see the sides potentially gamble a bit more? Yeah, I'd say so. I think there's almost a sense of fear that they don't want to lose the game. They don't want to lose the first two games of the cup. Yeah, well, I mean, just under, just under half an hour, how to go? As Ferguson goes in there with a bit of high foot and free kick right on the edge of the box. Yeah, old opportunity. This. Yeah, but I just come back to that. It does just seem like neither side really wanting to lose. They just sort of don't necessarily want to overstretch themselves just in case they get caught on the counter and then concede, but. And again, it's sort of you know you catch twenty two, isn't it? Do you do you want to win this game? Yes, they do. But can you afford to lose it? Yeah, exactly. Can you afford to lose your two two games? Well, I mean, Machine takes the free kick into the box. Elliot coming in there, good hands, Adam Clark. Great, great. He had a Lydney man in front take. of him and Lydney man behind him. He's claimed it yeah, very, very yeah. well. Yeah, it's a good take from Clark. Just a little bit shaken up on the. Uh, on the play, referee is going to blow his whistle, maybe, for a free kick, perhaps. I'm not sure. No, or I think she's going to need a physio. Yeah. I just thought the... Re- well, interesting, the referee hasn't actually officially stopped the game with, mm. a, with a whistle, so... <laughs> well, I don't think it was a foul. Clark's claimed the free, ki- uh, the free kick with, you know, players jumping either side of him, and... Hmm, for me, I think... Uh, might just have been the landing more than anything. Looking at the treatment Clark's getting, looks to be on the left hip slash leg. Hmm. So you'd imagine it's more of the impact of the landing. <laughs> Bit of uh, exchange between Rudy McKinnon and Ken Blackburn on this uh, near touchline. What do you think Ken Blackburn would be saying to the boys if he was in charge? Oh. Probably implying some invaluable words of wisdom from the experience he's had. He should be said they're letting Neil Musto tear his hair out, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's how it would Probably. Work. Adam Clark seems to be struggling more than, than we thought. He is back to his feet. I don't really think Tuffley can afford to lose their goalkeeper. Where yeah, with no Luke Merchant today. Who'd be the one to go in gold, do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I reckon Harry John's a bit yeah, of a dark horse. Maybe, maybe Harry Morgan or even someone like Miles Ferguson, maybe. Yeah, possibly. 
anyone not, that's not Dom Kent, Joe Shutt or Isaac Lawrence because they're the smallest <laughs> players on the pitch. <laughs> I think. Just whack Joe Shutt in the goal for the band. That's what it would be. <laughs> Feed him a sugar cube and it'll After be fine. After the ref, they can bring Warren Man back on. <laughs> As Clark's immediately closed down by Morley Lynn. He's managed to get away with it, though. And now Ferguson can bring it forward for Tuffy. He tries to find Luke Sol. Good header from Sam Elliott. Yeah, he had touch. to make it. He got enough of a head on it to send it all the way back to Rich Thomas. Because if he did, doesn't, it's probably falling to Luke Sol. He would have been one-on-one with the keeper. And uh, tired flail of the right leg by Ruben for here as he can't take the ball under control. Out of play for throwing. It's a tough year over. It's about 10, 15 yards into their own half. They've taken it further back from that, though, as Miles Ferguson wants to get the game going as quickly as possible. With goalkeeper Clark now, seems to be okay. Jacob Geddes goes for a ball forward down the left, but it's dissected the trio of uh, Isaac Lawrence, Luke Sol, and Dom Kent. But toughly win it back with Luke Sol. Tries to slip it through towards Joe Shutt. Shut just went wide on the right. They just went on the same the page. Ball was then to the left, and it went away through to Rich Thomas. It was just, uh, just no communication, no being on the same wavelength there. Yeah, just two players who were on completely different pages. Finn Kent seems to be coming on, and it's like it's going to be Rudy McKinnon going off. I oh, know Luke Soul's going off, and Rudy McKinnon's going up front. So it's now the third different position that Rudy McKinnon's going to take up. Just uh, having a word, Brie McKinnon and Finn Kent there, probably receiving some instructions. Finn Kent to play on the left wing. Ferguson clears the ball forward, bounces over McKinnon. He just got lent into by Sam Elliott, <laughs> just imposing himself on the man. Ferguson steps into it well, chest down on halfway line. Now suddenly Tuffy can bring it forward. They've got Finn Kent over on this near side if they can find him. Dom Kent just trying to get a foot up, but... Just slipped away from him. Jack Rutter tries to slip it through to Morley Lynn. And similar to the one earlier, just about 30 seconds prior, just slightly the wrong side for the runner. That's all the way through to Clark. Geddes carries it forwards, then bundled into by Morley Lynn. That'll be a free kick to Tuffley. And Dom Kent puts the ball down, plays it quickly. Shows the intention of Tuffley as Harry John goes for a ball forward on the right-hand side towards Joe Shutt, headed down by Tristan Murphy. For here, back to Elliot. Side foots forward. Herbert heads down towards Lawrence, but it bounces to Hamblet. Keelan Hamblet, that is. Skips away from him, and the ball play forward is then rebounded off Finn Hamblet. Cleared up to Rich Thomas. Isaac Lawrence down again. This time holding his right foot. And the boot came off for Isaac Lawrence. I think he thinks he could be in trouble here. He did go down. He did take a knock earlier in the half, Kels. And it seems to have just taken another one. But his boot's going back on, thankfully. Might have just been a, a slight catch. I think it's one of those situations yeah. where he's kicked a stud. It's always going to hurt. Yeah. Referee letting t- Lidney just play on from uh, the position they were in, which was Rich Thomas with the ball in his hands. So he puts it on the floor and he'll look to... Play it long towards Morley Lynn, who will be more of the focal point since Brad Key has gone off. Header away though, McKinnon going for it, flag up for offside, and Lydney will have a free kick just inside their own half. Yeah, just coming back from offside position there, McKinnon, after he'd gone to chase down Rich Thomas. 
So about 20 minutes to go here at Cleveland Park. Still nil-nil, and Adam Clark come and claim that cross beautifully well again. Yeah, great control. Sure, no the effect area. of the the knock he took earlier. Yeah, he's just, you know, run it off. As a keeper, how much running do you do in goal? <laughs> Palmer steps into the ball. It's now with Keelan Hamlet chips it down the line to Palmer, who's on the overlap. Palmer trying to get the ball out of his feet, cross it over towards Morley Lynn. He can only flick it towards the back post Finn Hamblett tries to retrieve it and he's actually going to win himself a corner Harry Morgan thought he did well to win the ball and it's just skipped away corner to Lydney and a chance here for, for Lydney to make that important breakthrough big opportunity this Jordy Sheen will go over and take it and we said earlier you know set pieces from Warren Man and Jordy Sheen in particular haven't been great this afternoon well with about 20 minutes left to go they would expect it to be a little bit better now. Sheen floats it in towards Elliot and has flicked it almost into his own net by Isaac Lawrence. Cleared. Only as far as Jack Russell with a strike and he's put it into the roof of the net. And Lydney has taken the lead. The all-important breakthrough has come. And it's come via the boot of Jack Rutter after the corner was initially flicked on by Isaac Lawrence towards his own net. I think it was Macaulay Herbert who cleared it off the line. Just couldn't clear it toughly and Rutter got the ball out of his feet. Right-hand side of the box. And he's given Adam Clark no chance. Rifle it into the roof of the net. Uh, it's toughly nil. Lydney won. Yeah, it's a great finish. It's a really good finish from Rutter as well. Just took it out from underneath his feet. It looked like it got trapped there for a second and then just lashed it towards goal. So you don't go low with those because there's so many bodies in the box trying to aim high. And he's done really well. It's a very, very accomplished finish. Toughly will be very disappointed that they couldn't quite clear it after. I think it was a combination of Herbert and Ferguson who had cleared it off the line from the, uh, from the header from, from Sam Elliott. Uh, but yeah, just couldn't couldn't get it clear, and Jack Rutter was the man in the right place at the right time to apply the right finish, and Lydney have taken taken the lead. Now I just hope that we might see a bit more uh, more impetus in this game from from Tuffley, and that might sort of spur them on to be a bit more clinical. Well, you don't want to say it too loudly, but it's another corner that Tuffley have conceded from as they look to try and get in with Finn Kent on his left hand side. But yeah, Kels, so it's another corner Tuffley have ended up conceding in this competition. That's chalk it up as five. Five goals from five set pieces. But that one, Jack Rutter, you've got to give him the credit. Good recycling of the ball after the initial ball in was headed off the line. And you just put it roof of the net. Just put your head down, foot through it, see where it goes. And you've got to say Adam Clark had no chance. And boy, did the game need that. Down the line, though, for Lydney through... Keelan Hamblett, Jordy Sheen to judge to have fouled Isaac Lawrence. And that'll be a free kick. So Adam Clark will look to try and get his side forward. Long from Adam Clark. McKinnon tries to flick it on, but he's missed the header. Palmer gets there. And it's now Jordy Sheen down the line to Keelan Hamblett. Back to Sheen again. Chips it down the line. In search of Hamblet. Jacob Gallish just stands his man up. Plays it up off the Lydney Town man. It's out of play for a throw-in. Isaac Lawrence having to do the uh, jump in the fence duty to retrieve the ball. <laughs> Adam Clark saying to his toughie over side, you know, want to hear you. 
a little bit quiet, I'd say. Yeah, just a, just a tad. Ball flicked away and that'll be a free kick. Finn Hamlet, the man who's fouled. Free kick for Lydney, who you'd say, Kelsey, you've got the game right where they want it. Yeah, and they'll, you know, they'll, <laughs> they'll milk everything now, won't they? It's a sign, sign of a good, good professional side that they know once they get themselves into a winning position that they can take their time over things and you know, we can maybe maybe go down after a after a clip where where you wouldn't have normally gone down before at nil nil. So yeah, Lydney have uh, got themselves in in a good position now to see this game out. Jordy Sheen will be the man over the free kick. Chance for Lydney to. Double their lead. Sheen goes for a low one down the line to Keelan Hamlet. His ball in nearly found for here in there. Was flicked away by a Tuffley head. But Tuffley were a bit asleep there, Kels, for the ball down the line to Hamlet. He was in acres of space and no one really read it. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not the best. Not the best offensively from Tuffley there for, uh, for a moment. As Harry Morgan's challenged in the middle of the park. Referee's going to stop it for a head injury. Toughly a bit annoyed that the free kick wasn't given. McCauley Herbert remonstrating with the referee. Yeah, I mean, he's got a case. They, they toughly have got a case for it. I just... I don't know whether it was an actual free kick. I mean, it's one of those where we've seen given before. It's kind of like one, of, it's kind of like one similar in front of us here where Warren Mann... Uh, sort of went over Ash Palmer and caught him on the head in the sense that it was you know just caught in the crossfire kind of thing yeah but a quarter of an hour left here at Cleveland Park toughly nil Lydney won and you got to say since the goal toughly just feel a little bit flat Clark with the ball at his feet Goes towards this near side towards Finn Kent, headed down from Palmer to Keelan Hamblett. Challenge comes in from Isaac Lawrence, and it's done well as Keelan Hamblett switched this far side by Rutter. For he has done well to get there ahead of Miles Ferguson to jostle for position, and that'll be a throw into Tuffley, which Ferguson takes quick down the line towards Joe Shutt. Shutt just can't get his foot on the ball, and he's still being held off by Tristan Murphy, who's doing really well with that and knocked it down the line. Smart turn and Hamlet goes down. Finn Hamlet, that is. Referee says no. And the ball played forward. Offload by McKinnon. Just skips away from Harry Morgan. And now Keelan Hamlet gets onto it. He's got Sheen behind him. On the halfway line, Jordy Sheen turns onto his left foot and goes towards the far side to Ruben Fahir. Up against Macaulay Herbert. He just stands off and jockeys him. Fahir shifts onto his right foot into the box. Ferguson just comes in. Cries for a free kick and it gets one. Miles Ferguson, the guilty might, man. Might be, it, this could be a penalty. I think it's a penalty. It's a penalty. Yeah, it's not a free kick. It's a penalty, mate. It was right on the corner, just inside. It was just inside the box. And Lydney here with a golden opportunity. Rich Thomas on the show this morning says that he doesn't really remember too many times that Lydney have beaten Tuffley. If this goes in, you've got to say 
they're going to win today. Morley Lynn looks like he's going to take it. Jack Rutter's going off. The man who, as it currently stands, has the winning goal. Warman having a chat with the Lydney bench. And it looks like Liam Shepherd's coming on for Lydney Town. Declan Morley Lynn's over the spot kick. And this pretty much decides the game, Kels. This moment here. I just on a side note, I think uh, Tuffley have only got ten outfield players on at the moment. Uh, sorry, ten total players and nine outfield. Morley Lynn sends it into the bottom corner, hands on it from Adam Clark, and Lydney go two 0 up. And I think uh, Harry Morgan comes back on after having treatment for the injury. And uh, it's gone from bad to worse for Tuffley. 2-0 down. Lydney, you'd like to say, in their mind, think they've got the game done. Penalty from Morley Lynn. Clark did so well to get down to his right, uh, to his left. Left, right. I almost confused my left and right myself. Got two strong hands on it, but ended up pushing it into the bottom corner. That's 2-0, Cuffs. Yeah. Um, sort of a bit flat now, really. The... Um I mean, the game could could well and truly be over. But as Ken Blackburn, the man to our left-hand side, always says, 2-0, most dangerous scoreline in football. So all it takes is for Tuffley just to keep the belief a little bit and uh, get a goal back, and then they're right back in this game. It's a good challenge comes in on this near side by Finn Kent. Just couldn't see the phone. If Tuffley can score a goal within the next five minutes or so, it does set up a, a grandstand finish. If you look at it that way. Well, what the, danger, the danger really would be for Tuffley to to just drop their heads and just think that the game is completely over. But it's not, as as we say, you know, one one goal back and, and as you said, grandstand finishes. Uh, well, we've got ten minutes on the way. You know, you could easily score two goals in ten minutes. I'm pretty sure Lydney have scored two goals in ten minutes. But they're going to make another sub. I think it's Ruben Fahir going off, so that means Jacob English will be coming on. check my notes to make sure I think in fact it's Ryan Dawson that's come on over on the far side so that's twice I've said that I think Jacob English is coming on and he hasn't <laughs> but yeah Ryan Dawson the man that's come on on the far side he came on at Long Levens as well on Wednesday night but what would you if you're Tuffy Rovers Kels how would you get yourselves back into the game or, or you know, try to at least look like you're going to do so Oh, I mean it's tricky because I haven't really seen any way where Tuffley have 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 tried to uh, <laughs> tried to break down Lydney. They just haven't really done so. You know, I don't think Rich Thomas has really had to make a save in this game. So it's difficult to see where Tuffley can get themselves back into this game when they've not really shown anything. You know, the previous sort of seventy-five, eighty minutes of the match. Just feel like it needs to be a moment of of individual. Of individual almost brilliance from from someone. One of these Tuffley players needs to step up and you know take the game by the scruff of the neck and just just say right, you know I'm going to put the team on my back and go from there. Throw in up to Morley Lynn, ricochet through to Keelan Hamlet, Geddes and Harry Morgan just mopping it up with Finn Kent. Morgan run, runs into trouble. Herbert steps into it and he slides in. Looks like he's going to give a free kick away and. Looks like 
handbags at dawn as Ferguson gets involved. The Hamlet boys, it was uh, Macaulay Herbert and Finn Hamlet are the two that are going at it. Macaulay Herbert is losing his call here and, you know, Hamlet, they both sort of came away from the group to go at each other again, <laughs> shoved in the chest. Yeah. And you've got to say, potentially, if you're looking at yellow for the tackle, yellow for the reaction, Macaulay Herbert could be off here. Rich Thomas seems to uh, be of that, that mind as well, saying that, uh, shouting to the ref, you know, the easiest decision of the day. But um, referee certainly got a decision to make here. There's a chance he could go yellow, yellow for both of them. But you've got to say, if you're doing yellow for reactions for both players, then you've got to say, does the initial challenge warrant the red card, which would have been the second yellow? I reckon McCordy Herbert could be gone. Miles Ferguson's been called in as well. Well, for his part in the reaction, yeah. So I'd say the linesman's that's, that's then, the enough. linesman's doing a great job of telling, of sort of saying to the referee, look, this person's involved, this person's this person's involved. Sam Elliott's been called over as well. I didn't see an awful lot of Sam Elliott did, but it's a yellow card for Ferguson, yellow card for Herbert, and a yellow card for Finn Hamlet. Kind of agree, I think, in, in some respect, but in equal measure, I do think that you know, if the foul was that bad initially, the referee gave a foul, by the way, then you'd argue, is it not a red card from Cordy Herbert? Yellow plus yellow equals red. The only thing I can think of is whether, whether the referee doesn't feel as if the foul warranted a yellow card. Yes. That's the yes, only thing I exactly can think that, of. Exactly that. It looks like there's going to be another yellow card for Declan Morley Lynn. No, no, referee just writing all the names in the book. So Ferguson, Herbert and Finn Hamblet in the book. Free kick to Lydney. They lead two goals to nil. And it's under 10 minutes to go. Could that just be the, the moment in the game which fires toughly up? It'll be a remarkable comeback if they do get back into it and get something from the game. Oh yeah, we're nothing short of incredible. That's just two games worth of frustration for Macaulay Herbert coming to a, to a head, really. As Ferguson wins the header. You've got to say, loyalty in the game. Ferguson was right in there. Probably didn't know what happened, but saw Macaulay Herbert get pushed and he's pushed back. <laughs> loyalty. Hard loyalty, to come by. Loyalty to your skipper. Captain's going in swinging arms. I'm swinging arms too. <laughs> Not afraid to get involved with Miles Ferguson, but uh, earned himself a yellow card on that occasion. And he's just being pulled back this time. And that'll be a free kick to Tuffley. I think uh, the experienced players like Rich Thomas away to our left, Sam Elliott for um, Lydney, you know, even Liam Shepherd. Just need to say to a couple of Lydney players, look, calm it down. It was Finn Hamlet again getting himself involved on that far side. Suspensions will carry over, of course, in this cup competition. Again, Finn Hamlet nearly thought about just sticking a foot out as Harry John played that forward after he's played it. Would have been a late tackle, would have been a yellow card. But an equal measure, Miles Ferguson also uh, looking pretty eager when he's getting the ball sniffing around him. That He just seems like he's a moment away from putting a foot in as well. So just want to watch it for the next couple of minutes, see what happens between now and the end of the game. 
But for now, it's toughly nil, Lidney two. And it's volley clear by Palmer to the left-hand side. Just an observation, Ryan. I don't think Rudy McKinnon's won a single header since he's uh, gone up front to be the lone striker against Pratt or Elliott. So the throw-in just came in there and he was just... It's not really his game, though, is it? No, exactly. So this is what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Toughly, surely, if I'm sat here sort of 30 yards away from where that action is happening, and I can see that, how can the Toughly players who are on the same pitch and, you know, the management and, you know, coaching staff, could they not see that and then maybe implement a different game plan rather than trying to launch it in towards McKinnon, who just, quite frankly, is not a target man in, in men's football, so it's, uh, at the very least, anyway. Could they not change their game plan? Perhaps maybe you'd like to see the the front three become a bit more fluid where they drop out and swap wings and swap who's through the middle at, at any one time. But... You know, maybe tactically, tactically leaving a little bit to be desired. Have toughly this afternoon. Morley Lynn just holding the ball in the corner. So substitution has been made. Jacob English is now on for Lydney. He came on for Ash Palmer. So no long throw from this near touchline for Lydney anymore. But uh, they don't look like they need it. Two 0 up. Yeah, Ash Palmer's had a good game. Yeah, Ash Palmer's had a pretty decent game actually at right back today. He's had, to, he's had to play differently than what he did against Long Levens, you say, with the, the, the shape of the way the game's gone. He was used more of an attacking presence at, uh, at Long Levens. But throwing down the line in search of Geordie Sheen, who flicks it on, as does Harry Morgan. And Jacob Geddes gets where his feet, goes for a ball forward towards Joe Shutt over him, and all the way through to Rich Thomas via the head of Sam Elliott. As we're in the final three minutes here of this one. Toughly nil, Lydney two. In this Hellenic League Challenge Cup game two. Just looking to see if I can see the Bishops' fee score. They've gone 3-1 up against Long Levens. Steve Davis has scored a third there. Don't know who scored the second for Cleve, but they look to be taking control of this group. Morgan plays the ball forward in search of Joe Shutt over on the far side, who's being tracked all the way by Tristan Murphy. Hooks the ball out of play for a throw in. Ball's come back onto the pitch. So Tuffy just halted in their tracks before Miles Ferguson can take this throw in. Gets it back from McKinnon. Gonna have to go all the way back to Harry John, and it's stepped into by English. And Isaac Lawrence brings it over the halfway line for Tuffley. Just run into traffic though, as hooked away from him by Liam Shepherd. Macaulay Herbert cleans it up, and it's now Jacob Geddes. No real movement for him ahead of him. But here's Finn Kent in front of us here. Back to Geddes round the corner, delightfully. Lovely. In search of Kent, but good recovery from Morgan Pratt to just nip in, put out a play for a throw in. Yeah, it's good from Geddes. Uh, you know, just seeing that vision, seeing that uh, that pass was on to Finn Kent. So Isaac Lawrence has sprayed one to the far side and gave Miles Ferguson absolutely no chance for that. He's not had a great game, Lawrence hasn't. He hasn't had his best outing today. Well, as we approach the final minutes, Kels, you know. We'll go through. You know, what sort of players have stood out for you? We mentioned Jordy Sheen earlier on. 
Um, but ultimately, you know, what what players have stood up for you, and who would be your man of the match at this point? Um, I think in terms of uh, if you're looking at it from a from a toughly perspective, um, it's difficult. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult to pick one. I think this man on the ball now, Harry John, has had an okay game, um, but hasn't necessarily been as good as we know he he can be. Hasn't. You know, played the ball through the passing channels and and broken down the defensive lines for Lydney. Rudy McKinnon on the ball now. He's tried to do a little bit too much in stages. I don't think I'd put him up there for contention. Jacob Geddes. I mean, he's had a an okay game. It's difficult to pick out pick you know a standout toughly player. Joe Shutt turns on the edge of the box, looking to run through the Lydney players. Lydney defence hounding Joe Shutt lays it off to McKinnon, cleared away. So I don't. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that uh, a Tuffley player would be in line for the amount of matches. Lawrence goes for him from distance. What a save. Rich Thomas has had virtually nothing to do all afternoon, and he has just flown to the left hand side and got a good strong palm on that, turning over the crossbar. What a save from the keeper. He wants that clean sheet bonus at Lydney Town. That's for sure. <laughs> clean sheet bonus of a point tonight in the club. That's what he'll be looking for there. That was for the cameras. That's for the indie Brian Ross to say. That's because Indy 7 Sport were here as the corner comes in. Flicked up into the air by Morley Lynn. Header away from Geordie Sheen. Touch down to Joe Shutt and it's hooked clear. And suddenly, Keelan Hamlet chasing after it. Isaac Lawrence tracking back with him. Sits down for Hamlet. He lays it to Sheen on the left. Toughly getting numbers back. Sheen just holding it up on the left corner of the box. Lays it to a strike to come in from English deflection and hook clear by Finn Kent Dom Kent around the corner and Ryan Dawson collects it goes for a dink forward is it going to be offside yes it is and that is the end of that attack but you would say in there Kelsey obviously no one from a Tuffley perspective would be in line for Man of the Match you know who, who from a Lydney perspective is then I think for me the two um, two that I would go for uh, a Geordie Sheen and Ash Palmer I think in terms of the, uh, the two that that stood out for me I think on balance, it's difficult to difficult to come down either, on either side of it. To be fair, um, both players obviously played completely different roles, had completely different impacts on this game. I think for his his play on the whole and the, the way that he's you know dictated the tempo of the game in in, in stages, I think I'll I'll give it to Jordy Sheen uh, for my MS roofing man of the match for this afternoon, but. Uh, Palmer probably runs him a close second and then uh, Pratt and Elliot as well for their defensive work have been uh, exemplary as ever at the back the uh, the two of them and also quick mention for uh, Tristan Murphy as final whistle goes and that is the end of the game well I'd, uh, for me I think I would uh, throw Jack Rutter into the mix for, for man of the match I thought he had a good show in while he was on the pitch called the all important first goal but there goes full-time whistle, and there is the end of the game. Toughly nil, Lydney Town 2. A couple of toughly players, just hands on their knees, hunched over. Isaac Lawrence, who took a couple of knocks. He'll be feeling the effects of that tomorrow, I'm sure. Jacob Geddes as well, he's played a lot of football this week. But on the day, Lydney run out 2-0 winners. It was a game at half-time that we said was 0-0. Both sides looked pretty decent, um, without really carving too much out in front of goal. Then in the second half, from a corner kick, it fell to Jack Rutter after being cleared off the line, and he just roofed it. Absolutely roofed it, and that gave Adam Clark no chance. 
And then from the penalty spot, Declan Morley Lynn managed to squeeze the ball past Clark into the back of the net. And it's a crucial win for Lydney Town as they look to take on Bishops Cleave in midweek. Cleave, who looked like they're winning their game against Long Levens a little bit later. Uh, sorry, um, that's being played in Cleave. So they're 3 1 up the last time we checked. Um, they look like they're going to be top of the table going into the midweek round of fixtures. And at least that toughly Long Levens double header Wednesday and then Saturday, all important double header that. If uh, one of the sides can you know, win the majority of the points, then they'll fancy their chances at advancing into the next round of the Challenge Cup and avoid going into the supplementary competition. But that's uh, for the next couple of uh, games, that's for the next week or so. Um, other than that, what we would say is thanks very much for listening. You'll be able to listen back to uh, the Betty for Breakfast uh, show from this morning on the website, 7 UK. And in the next few days, oh, probably tomorrow, uh, once I've got around to doing it, I'll be looking at uploading the commentaries from the week. So it will be the Channel Ladies game from last Sunday, the doubleheader from midweek, which was Tuffy versus Bishop Steve and Long Levens versus Lydney Town. Um, and then also today's one as well. But thanks very much for joining us. And we'll be back in midweek for another game where we'll be continuing the Challenge Cup coverage but you've joined us today and listened to Tough Rovers nil, Lydney Town 2 For the best sports coverage in the West visit 7sport.co.uk